Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Just Kicking It with me, your favorite football host, Zaydekta. We have Nadia and Storm back in the building. Great lineup of football that was played. Football fixtures are definitely coming in thick and fast. Big results, small results, frustrating results, frustrating managers. But I'm pretty sure frustrating fans too. Let me start off, as usual, Nadia. How are you feeling after the last round of fixtures that was played? Interesting couple of fixtures that came our way, yes. I uh, know Manchester, the city of Manchester is booming after the big result. London team that's struggling to climb up the table. And uh, we wonder what the future holds for Jose Mourinho if the team doesn't turn turn things around. They are still level on points with Burnley. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting next round of fixtures. I'm happy Liverpool won. Salah got a brace. So it, it was a good, good round of fixtures. Storm, you should be happy with the fixtures coming from a Chelsea supporter. But a lot of pressure seems to be on... The European spots, we're looking at Champions League spots, but also Europa League spots. Big games, some disappointing results, but some results definitely in your favour. No, Chelsea are fine. Chelsea are third place. I have other worries. I have other rages, other frustrations that we'll get into later. At third place, as... I said last time, yeah, I know, people, I'm an ass. Appreciate me. I said last time, Chelsea will get into third, and they are in third. A team that just seems to be up and down. It seems to be a team that is like the stock market. It seems to just be up and down. Going up and down, leaving people frustrated, leaving fans frustrated. But it seems... The manager's frustrated as well. It seems like it's happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, angry. We don't know how it seems to go. But I want to jump into the Spurs 1-0 win against Everton. Not really a result that Spurs should be happy with, but it's a three points. A three, three points that doesn't really come easy for a Spurs team under Jose Mourinho anymore. Nadia... Looking at the game, do you see any bright future for Spurs for the rest of the season? Oh, it's really interesting. I know Mourinho, he's been very animated with the press. I know he had a press conference about uh, Eric Dyer, who's been banned for four games. And he basically said, I'm not going to answer any questions. Um, he's been very, very animated, very angry and frustrated in his press conferences, mainly with the officials and their decisions. It, it's very interesting to me that they relied on an own goal to get the three points. We thought Son would come through. We thought Kane would come through. And it just it hasn't happened. So it's going to be very interesting seeing what Spurs can pull out of their hat until the end of the season. 
Jose Mourinho obviously having some very, very interesting um, press conferences. Storm, Tuesday the 7th of, of July brought some very, very interesting fixtures. Um, we start off with Watford uh, uh, Norwich. It seems like, as we've been saying over the past couple of episodes, that Norwich just doesn't seem up for it anymore. It seems like their season is done. Um, with, the, with the loss to Watford, 2-1, Great to see Danny Well back on the on the score sheet, um, but Norris just doesn't seem up for it anymore. Danny Wellback going for FIFA's best goal of the year at this ceremony that probably won't take place, or if it does like take place, there'll be zombies everywhere. Anyway, I'll give it to him. Uh, Danny Wellback might. Be a key player going to the last few games, which hasn't been the case for about probably eight years now since he was at United. But 2 1, Watford, uh, Norwich, unlike past episodes, yeah, I'm going to say Norwich are going to go down. Staying with you, can Storm. I, can I just, just say, not... wait, <laughs> can I just say, when when Diaz scored that fourth minute goal, I thought there is someone in the Norwich camp that's watching the show because it looked like Norwich were going to hit back and win that game. I was getting so excited because it feels like someone heard my frustrations and when Diaz got onto the pitch and he thought, no, I'm going to prove Nadia wrong. Obviously, it was a game um, to watch. Um, Craig Dawson obviously pitching up um, with a goal there as well. Um, but Storm, staying with yeah. you and Chelsea. Yeah. 3-2 win. Crystal Palace, man of the match, William, your favourite. But the underrated Olivier Giroud back on the score sheet. How long do you want this episode to be? <laughs> I was I was happy with the result. I was pissed at the performance. Because for one, as I told you guys last week, Chelsea cannot keep a clean sheet. And the moment Benteke scored, like a minute after we scored, I remember clearly saying to myself, pathetic. And that's after the goal by Zaha. And people say, okay, it is a thunderbolt. Does it hard? It's a straight at Kepa. Kepa is taller than Tyrion Lannister of Game of Thrones. And he couldn't get to it. <laughs> I... I am aware that there are there are reports, there are rumours that Lampard might let Kepa go on a loan. Seventy-two million pound goalkeeper going on loan after two seasons. This was the guy that was supposed to be the goalkeeper that competes with Allison. Two years in? Nope. We'll get into Burnley later, but Nick Pope, somebody cut us up and tag him on Twitter. 
If you want to move, come to London. Nadia, I want to bring you in here. Um, Storm touched on some interesting um, points there with regarding to the goalkeeper. Um, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't seem like every team, when they buy a goalkeeper or when they look for a goalkeeper, not every team gets an Allison or, or, or someone like um, in that stature or with that quality at the, at the forefront. But do you think that Kepa needs time? Looking at the way that Sir Alex Ferguson groomed Gavadea, he never had the greatest of seasons, the first seasons. But he is a Spaniard and he, I mean, we don't need to talk too much about David De Gea. I mean, he's outstanding. He's world class. Um, is that the case with Kepper or Lampard, or does Lampard have a or a option here with letting him go on loan? So it is really interesting because if you look at a keeper like Allison, um, in terms of the defense, when Allison is in goal, the defense seems a lot more confident, and that could also be. The problem with Chelsea. So I think my thing is with Kepper, he needs to get some sort of attitude training in terms of his arrogance. I know we saw how he told the manager, I think it was last season, that he's not going to be subbed off, only for him to lose the penalty shootout for Chelsea. So I think he needs time, but I think he needs a lot of off-the-pitch training as well in terms of you are replaceable. You can go on loan. So you need to work harder. You need to make sure that you are the number one and that you play like the number one. If I could interject here, um, I think of Andesari, I actually agree with it. It shows passion inside him. It shows fire that Spanish people are born with. However, for this season, at least, he's the lowest. staying with you. Looking at more teams, but another team in the next fixture battling for the Champions League spot, Leicester City against Arsenal. A draw 1-1. But all that we can speak about is the golden boot. Obama Young, Vardy on the score sheet. It seems very tight up there, but it seems also very tight for the European spots. Um, Arsenal obviously having an outside chance with finishing for Europa League position. Um, but good to see Obama Young and Vardy back on the score sheet. Yeah, I thought uh, we would see a lot more goals in that game, to be honest, in terms of the Golden Boot fight out. Uh, Aubameyang showed Vardy, I am not laying down, I am not stepping down, I'm not just handing this to you. And he opened the score, the scoring for Arsenal. I think where it turned around, unfortunately, was in Ketia's red card. I don't think Vardy would have gotten on the score sheet 
if Leicester was still playing against 11 men. I think the interesting thing is seeing Nketiah's heat map. It literally is a line of him running on the pitch. That is it. That is it. So Leicester got a bit lucky in terms of that red card. It was it was team teamable for red. And um, yes, it's going to be very interesting with this golden boot challenge because we've had a lot more contributors, uh, Salah and Ings. They all contenders as well. So we will see who has the golden boot at the end of this season. Storm. Wednesday, the 8th of July, brought some more fixtures, very interesting fixtures, obviously very, uh, very interesting fixtures with regarding to our fantasy leagues. But Manchester City, it seems like they forgot about the 1-0 loss to Southampton and just came out. They just came out and played the way that we know Manchester City should play and they thrashed Newcastle 5-0. But talking about one person in particular, David Silva, obviously... A great talent, definitely someone we're definitely going to be missed, uh, missing in the Premier League um, next season. Uh, but he just showed his class on the pitch, the way that he played, scoring goals and also creating at the same time. David Silva is in the mould of Xavi Iniesta. It doesn't matter what age they get to, they can still turn it on for any match. And we've seen many times, we saw against Newcastle, as you mentioned, it's a different environment, different to anything he's been in before, thanks to the pandemic. But he can turn it on at any occasion, which is kind of sad when you think back when Xavi played at the peak, as well as in Iniesta, David Silva couldn't get near the Spanish team, Spanish starting eleven. Although, looking back at it, if we played Silva, Iniesta and Xavi in the same lineup with Busquets, it probably wouldn't have been the best team there was for four years from 2008 to 2012. <laughs> so, yeah, five, no. Um, I think many would have expected it. And, yeah, it's just strange that while Manchester City were playing against Southampton, I saw Lire Sane posing in his Bayern Munich shirt. <laughs> So I thought we, those two were in different worlds. But anyway, uh, we'll see what happens with the appeal, whether they do get Champions League next season. Storm touching on Champions League, Nadia. Wolves against Sheffield United. Wolves not doing themselves any favours at all. John Egan pitching up again. But it just seems like, is the pressure getting to Wolves at the moment? Or are they actually just satisfied with the points that they are in and actually just settling for Europa League. If you look pre-lockdown, you thought Wolves were going to challenge for the highest spot possible that they could get. But after Project Restart, it just seems like they are they're okay with where they are on the table. Um, in terms of chances, it wasn't a very exciting game to watch, to be honest. And, I mean, the winning goal only to come in stoppage time, that, that, that was basically it. And all they were talking about was Wolves 
giving away the points in the last few minutes. But John Egan, he is on a great run. That's two goals in two games, and he's a defender. So, like, it's really exciting for for Sheffield United. And I saw John Lundstrom is back on the bench. So, for those FPL owners, don't sell him. You don't have to sell him. He could be playing in the next game. Storm, West Ham... Another team that's not doing themselves any favours. David Moyes, obviously, um, winning that game against Chelsea, but it just doesn't seem like the results after that um, is happening for him. Burnley winning that game 1-0. Jay Rodriguez actually um, pitching in with a goal. Nick Pope, man of the match, as as you said, if he does want to come to Chelsea. I guess this that was a a show for a goalkeeper. Yeah, Nick Pope he should be England number one when England gets back to playing football. Although, hashtag politics, probably Pickford will stay number one. Yeah, against West Ham, Herbert Moyes showed that he was never fit for Manchester United because, as you mentioned, they can come up with the odd result the other day against the top six side. It all falls flat the next game because he doesn't have the consistency and which is, uh, I hope that I'm wrong because I got Thomas Suchik in on FPL. So uh, a bit of me will be a West Ham supporter when they do play. Nadia, Liverpool against Brighton, or should I say Brighton against Liverpool. Um, I want to touch on Nico Williams in that game, obviously starting the game. Didn't do too bad, but was subbed off um, halftime, probably because um, Jürgen Klopp obviously wanted that um, intensity of the game. But right now, we can't talk golden boot without putting Mohamed Salah into that conversation. And it seemed like it showed on the pitch the way the balls were just coming to him and the goals were just going in for him. But it also actually showed in his attitude the way that he played um, against Brighton. Do you see Salah come walking away with the golden boot um, this season? Um, or do you think it's going to go to one of the other two? Obviously, outside chance, um, Storm's main man, Danny Ings. <laughs> so it's going to be a very interesting race to their golden boot. I think Salah is going to put up a very good fight. As you could see in that match, he was trying to get as many goals as possible. I honestly thought it was going to be a thrashing um, because, I mean, the first two goals for Liverpool were in side of 10 minutes so I thought Liverpool were going to get this massive scoreline but um, Nico Williams he was playing on the wrong side he doesn't play on the left side he's a right-footed player so he started to get a bit tired and that's where 
things started to go a bit left for Liverpool, and that's when Trossard scored. I know Lamptey was giving Nico Williams a hard time, so that's probably why he was subbed. But it is really exciting and interesting to see how Klopp is trying new things, trying to get players to be more versatile, because now Henderson, he got injured in this game, and he won't be playing until the end of the season. So it's going to be very interesting to see who comes in and falls in that role of Henderson and maybe Klopp's going to try some new things, put in some new players, make them more versatile for next season. It's all very exciting for Liverpool fans to see how their players are being um, tried out in different positions. But definitely Salah, he's going to put in a fight for this golden boot. He's only on 19 goals. Uh, I think Bardi's on 22. So very much open. Very, very much open. Storm, the ninth, the Thursday, the 9th of July, brought some more games. Bournemouth versus Spurs. A question. What does Spurs need to do to get back to whatever Spurs they were under Mauricio Pochettino? And does the job that Jose Mourinho took on, is it too big for him? Because it just doesn't seem like we are getting the Spurs from previous. For them to get the Spurs that they were under Mauricio Pochettino, they would need to get Mauricio Pochettino back. <laughs> Although the problem is getting Jose Mourinho out will cost a pretty penny. And we all know who Daniel Levy is. He doesn't like spending money that's not his. I don't know. I think Jose Mourinho is still stuck in 2010 when Inter dominated world football, thinking he can do the same in England because he did it when came back in 2015. I don't know. I don't think they play with a striker because many times Harry Kane is in his, inside his own penalty area. If I were a Spurs fan, I'd be upset. I'd be frustrated because Bournemouth, look at Bournemouth. Newcastle United, of all teams, smashed four past them. And Spurs with England's number nine, Harry Kane with Youngman's son, they couldn't even get one. So we won't see Spurs in the Champions League next season. I wish I could say sorry, but I'm not. Nadia, I want to bring you in on this topic. Um, what does Spurs need to do? Storm touched on the managerial aspect of it. But what does Spurs need to do? Do they need to bring in more players, different types of players? Does Jose, Jose Mourinho need um, players that suits his style? Is, is, is that the case? Storm, you can, you, you can jump in um, if you would like on this. But what does Spurs need to do to get back to the top six or let's say the top four team that they've showed that they can be? Because looking at it, it just doesn't seem like they're going to be getting any European spots. But is that a real 
positive thing for the rebuilding that needs to be done at Spurs. So I've seen a lot of fans commenting, thinking uh, Mourinho will only be at the club until November. They think the revamp needs to start with the manager. They need to bring in a new manager in order to get a better mindset into the players. I mean, what it looks like is Spurs are playing on the mistakes on other on the, the opposition teams because they thought they had a penalty, but Alderweireld pushed on Kane first before King did. And that was something Mourinho was upset about as well. But you should be more upset that your players aren't hungry enough to actually try to win a game. He shouldn't be going at the officials as much as he does. He should be going at his players a lot more. But what I've seen with these Spurs fans is a lot of them, they're losing a lot of hope in Mourinho and they think he's going to be out before the end of next season. Yeah, Jose Mourinho is a reactionary manager more than what's the word is it proactive. Correct me in the comments. I'll probably get to the comments by the end of the video. Uh, Jose Mourinho, I think he just wants to see opposition teams do well against him. So that he can go to the board and say, okay, I need this, I need that, I need money for this. Jose Mourinho is far from the manager he was in 2004-2005 when he actually made players. I'd say that he helped Lampard become a legend. He helped Drogba become a legend. He helped Schneider when they were at Inter. He helped all these players. And after he won the title in his second run with Chelsea, I think he got into his head that he's the biggest coach there is. And whatever he says must go. And when the players don't do what he wants, he goes to the board and says, okay, I want him out, I want him out, I want that player. But he's not going to find that at that Spurs. Daniel Levy is going to say, nope, I employed you to make the team better, not to buy another team. Definitely seems like some worrying times for um, the Spurs fans um, out there. Um, but don't give up hope. We we trust and, and, and we believe. But going into the next game, Everton, Southampton, Storm, your favourite, back on the back on the sheet, on the goal-scoring sheet. Um, someone I'm actually looking at um, putting into my fantasy league, uh, but he just he just seems to keep popping up with goals. But great result for Everton. As you said in the previous episode, you don't see what Everton is playing for. They just seem to be <laughs> playing. Um, but good to see Richarlison still in his, in his form. Um, yeah. That he's picked up. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ings, Danny Ings, Danny Ings. What can you say about the man? I think for the golden boot, it's between Mohamed Salah and Danny Ings. Because Ralph Ashton-Dutor has said that Danny Ings will play every game. And everything 
will be done to help Danny Ings win the Golden Boot. Just not in this match, though. Because the player that I brought into FPL, James Lord Prowse, thought, okay, I'm captain. I'm going to keep this penalty. I'm not going to give it to you. And I'm going to take this penalty and eat it against the ball. So I got a very nice zero pointer from him. Well done. Uh, yeah, so Everton. Uh, it's down to next season again. They have to pick the toys up and build towards next season. Southampton. I think they pushing for a top half finish because, as we know, with positions, every position a club goes higher, that's more prize money at the end of the season. So they are playing for millions at this point. Definitely something to to look at as Everton fans. You guys should be happy out there. You, you got a good coach, good team. Um, just improve on it. Um, but Southampton. Keep your players. Don't sell. Don't 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 sell it to any of your um... Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be the academy that you guys are. Uh, stick to your players and <laughs> keep keep <laughs> keep Danny Ings, guys. In this week's in this week's episode, we want to introduce a new segment to the show. A segment where we believe that you guys can interact with us, but also we give our player of the week and also our goal of the week. You guys will have an opportunity to vote for this. Um, Just drop it in the comments. So, without any further ado, before we do, because I'm pretty sure that a lot of, a lot of my, well, let me say, before we do, Boom, myself, myself, I don't want to leave this player out. So before we do get into that, I want to get into the game before I announce my player of the week. Storm, Nadia, I want you to deep dive into this amazing team, this amazing team that they've become, Manchester United. Manchester United played Aston Villa and they literally looked like, I thought, where was this team whole season? And it seems like they could be in the Champions League next season, but it could, it seems like Manchester United or Wally Gunner has awakened a dragon. No idea. I'm just going to... Your view on that game. Go ahead, Storm. Go ahead. I'm just going to say it. I'm scared of Manchester United. And I'm happy I'm third. (laughs) No idea. Go ahead. So, Dean Smith felt like they were hard done with the penalty. I also, I don't think that was a penalty. And um, in terms of the game turning around after that, I don't think Villa would have gotten into the game. 
So either way, they would have gone down. Uh, United are pretty chuffed with the records that they are breaking in terms of equaling the record of the most penalties received in a season. Um, so it was a really, really exciting game in terms of Pogba. He showed out. Pogba grabbed the bonus points. I was so upset because Fernandez was my captain. I don't know how Pogba ended up with three bonus points, but he took the three bonus points. And Greenwood, can we talk about Greenwood? Oh my gosh, I am so excited to see this guy. And Ole has said, he told Greenwood, I'm not going to limit you. You can go as far as you want. I'm not sure how many goals you want to score this season, but you can go for it. So I love that. I love that the confidence that he's speaking into Greenwood. And you can see that. You can see that in that guy's goals. So hard done by the penalty given to Villa, but it was a nod on my back seeing as Fernandez was my captain. But in other words, yeah, United, they are going to have a great season next season. A lot of United fans think United are going to win the season next season, but we shall see. Okay, I don't think United fans should um, run with that with that theory because every we've we've been there. Um, every season was our season when we speak about the next one. Um, Storm, United looks scary, but they but can they keep this up going into next season? Obviously, teams will improve. Looking at the way that United has been playing, teams will will improve around them. Do you think that they can go in with this attitude, with this, you know, the way that the way the way that they've been playing, the the style that they've been playing? Do you think that this is the way forward for United um, next season? I'm gonna speed run through this because I want to get to the next segment because I want to know how that turns out. Uh, next season, uh, they're gonna come up short because Chelsea is going to win the league. We're going to be like Liverpool in 2015. We're going to score more than we concede because we're going to concede like 10 every game. <laughs> and with Werner, Ziyech and Pulisic, we'll probably score 12. Yeah, in this game, Bruno Fernandes, uh, well done to Nadia, Captain Bruno. We'll get to that later, maybe. Who knows? Mason Greenwood, uh, I heard a stat, I think, by the legend himself, Peter Drury. Mason Greenwood is at the same level of George Best. Some would say, the quote, well, pun intended, the best player Manchester United has in terms of goal scored as a teenager. So, if they don't get Sancho next season... I think they should give Mason Greenwood the number seven shirt. A really interesting uh, stat there, um, Storm. But can I just say, I would not take away that number seven if it was given to um, Mason Greenwood because in this segment, Mason Greenwood is my player of the week. Totally, I don't know why, but as a Liverpool fan, but as much as the rivalry with Manchester United is there. I think I'm falling in love with this kid. The way that he plays football, the way that he, um, you know, it's it's when he sees the goal, he shoots. The way he's out and out goal scorer, it seems like his work ethic on the on the pitch is, is 
120% every game. It doesn't seem like um, he's playing for himself or to be a start. He's, he's, he's a real team player. I totally, I totally love the way that he's played um, over the past three games, four games. Um, it's just a matter of matter of time before he becomes a superstar. But Marcus Rashford, I still believe in you. I still like you. Um, you are still. I still believe that you are um, the one to take England to the heights that I believe that they can reach. Um, because I believe with the team that they currently have, or that they the team that they can have, um, England, I believe that they should um, become Spain when Spain had 20 teams that they could field at the time. Um, so that's my play of the week. Um, my goal of the week is going to go to Mohamed Salah with a header uh, because it's not... We don't see headers from Mohamed Salah and just the way that um, he attacked the ball. It seems like he really wanted to be there. Um, and just the way that he played throughout the... Throughout the game, he was hungry. He needed to score, and that is my—that's my goal of the week. So, Nadia, over to you. Your player of the week first. Okay, so some people think I'm biased, but based on a lot of conversations after his performance at Anfield, a lot of United fans are terming Firmino as a defensive striker. Because of his stats this season, it's been very bad. He hasn't had much goals this season. But my player of the week is Roberto Firmino. He could have slotted in that first goal. He left it for Salah. Salah scored. So for me, it's more about sportsmanship this week. He knows Salah is in the running for the golden boot. So he handed that goal to him. And I love a good team player. I love a player who prides himself on sportsmanship. So for me now, my player of the week. And my goal of the week goes to Danny Welbeck. Watford in a relegation struggle. Danny Welbeck on his fifth start for Watford scores his first goal for Watford in style. An acrobatic bicycle, whatever you want to call it, goal. It was a really great goal. That was, I love goals where I'm like, whoa. That was a goal. That, that's my type of criteria in terms of goal of the week. So, Danny Welbeck could have saved Watford's um, season with that goal. You never know. And so, that is my goal of the week. Storm? Player of the week, David Silva, for reasons we've spoken about in this episode. And goal of the week, it's a toss-up between John Egan and Jamie Vardy. Because John Egan planted the header like John Terry would. Doesn't care who's in front of him, he's going through them. Uh, Jamie Vardy, just because it triggers a lot of Arsenal supporters, two of which we're going to have next week. Two goals on the weekend and followed up by one goal. Some call him a streaky player. And once he scores one, he's going to get another. And then three. So I would back him to run Riot on Bournemouth this week. So Jamie Vardy, player of the weekend. Now, Jamie Vardy scored the goal of the weekend. And David Silva, player of the weekend. 
remember guys that you will get a chance to pick who you agree with and when we do do the poll just click um and mention in the comments down below um but next week next round of fixtures coming thick and fast obviously a lot of it um it seems like this fixtures just keeps coming it's football every day all the time i'm not complaining i totally love it saturday the 11th of july we're looking at the fixture um nordich versus west ham nadia um we said this before we said this all the time nordich just doesn't seem to be there seems like they season's over they've come to terms that they are going to be relegated west ham definitely needs the three points um for them to stay out of that relegation battle, that relegation fight. Um, how do you see that one going? So it was interesting, the pre-match talk with Daniel Farker, he basically said, it looks like we're out of the running for this league. And I mean, this is the game that will actually tell the future of this being in this league or being in the championship next season. So they do need this win, Nordic, they do need this win, but I think West Ham, they're going to come out with a win. I need them to come out with a win because I bought Mikel Antonio and I think it's just going to be a 1-0 win to West Ham just to keep their Premier League hopes alive and David Moyes is going to be chuffed at Caddo Road. Storm, your prediction for that game as we said, David Moyes, he needs a result in this game. As we've been saying over the last two episodes, continuity. I brought Thomas Shuchik in, as many would have noticed early in the episode. So, Nadia and I got a West Ham player in for FPL. And the algorithm of the universe states that David Moyes wins one, loses one. He lost one, so he's going to win one against Norwich City. And because I said one so much, two one. Interesting there, Norwich obviously being on the score sheet, um, Storm giving them some um, some hope um, in that game um, for a point or for a a winner but looking at Watford Newcastle it's the next fixture on the 11th of 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 July on Saturday um Watford Newcastle Watford coming off that win against Norwich 2-1 um as we've spoken about but Newcastle coming off a thrashing 5-0 Nadia they're obviously looking to bounce back Yes, most definitely. I think Steve Bruce saved all of his players against City because he knew what type of result would come out of that game. So I think Almiron's going to be back on in the starting lineup. I do think it's going to be quite a cagey game and it's going to end 1-1 at the end of that. Storm Nadia going with 1-1 um, as we've spoken before. As the fans know, um, you totally love Newcastle. You obviously have them in your, the, the players in your fantasy league team. Do you see a result for Newcastle in this game? For that reason, one note to Newcastle, Matt Ritchie with a penalty. And a clean sheet, wow. obviously. <laughs> wow, so that, that definitely means um, that Storm's going to have LaSalle in his, in his, in his team there. Um, Liverpool, Burnley, Nadia, 
do you see a change up? Do you see some new players starting? Do you see some um, players maybe getting enough game time for them to get medals um, in this game? Liverpool, do you see that they are actually, it's back to business as usual? Um, do you see that in this game? Yeah, so Burnley is quite a scary prospect at the moment, but I think Klopp also watched the previous episode in terms of Mane getting his uh, rest on the bench in the previous fixture. So I think Mane is back in the team. Liverpool is going to come up with this win. They're going to try and maximise as much points as they can get in order to break another record. And who knows, Salah might just add another goal to his tally to keep his golden boot hopes alive. Um, I'm going with a 3-1 win to Liverpool. I think Chris Wood is going to add a goal to his tally for the season. I know he's come back from injury, so I think he's going to get his goal that he's been craving so much. Storm, there's a lot for Liverpool to play for. Records, golden boots, you name it. How do you see this result going? Obviously, Burnley... Good structured team, good structured defence. We've seen the previous results. They've been playing good. They've been getting results as well. Getting three points um, against um, opposition, not really that that strong. But well, but they're getting the results. So how do you see this one going? Same as Nadia, 3-1. Although Salah won't score. He'll probably assist one or two. Very, very interesting day. I guess I should take Salah out of my Fantasy League team. Yes, last night I sat with my Fantasy team, Fantasy League team, um, and actually just changed it out. Took some, um, took some minuses. Um, but hey, it's the it's the end of the season. We we, we keep going. We can't end third um, in, in in the league that we have. So I'm, I'm I'm going to go with it. So the next game, um, you just love that third spot. Yeah, you know, it's, I guess, I, it's, I, you know, I, I guess I'm starting to feel like Chelsea, you know, they just, I guess that's where they will be ending for the next two seasons, you know, um, but still, jumping, <laughs> at least you get that, like you said, the higher you, the higher you end, the more <laughs> money, <laughs> Storm, the next fixture, Chelsea against Sheffield. It looks like it's a three points for Chelsea. It should be, looking at what they have to play for. Champions League spot, obviously. But it seems like Sheffield also has something to play for with regarding to the Europa League spot um, in this fixture. Seems like it's going to be a tight game. But I can't see Chelsea letting this one slip. Well, I wish I was as optimistic as you are. So, I'll go with two, two. Although, what will happen is Kepper will probably be dropped and Rudiger will probably come back in with his playing bench boost on FPL and I need all 15 players to play. So, hopefully Kepper and Rudiger plays. However, we are so attacking, too attacking, in fact, that we'll, we'll concede two goals while scoring two goals. Nadia, a 2-2 draw from Storm over there. 
do you see that the case for yourself or do you see that Chelsea is going to steal the three points or do you see an upset here, um, Sheffield United um, taking three points from Chelsea? I think Chelsea is going to capitalise on the fact that Leicester drew with Arsenal and Chelsea are now in third place. They're going to want to get this three points to cement that third place spot. So I do think Chelsea is going to win the game, but they're going to let in two goals and Chelsea are going to let in three. I'm a bit interested that Abraham came off the bench and he scored because I took him out of my FPL team. So it's a bit sad. I think Abraham is going to score two goals in this fixture like he did in the reverse fixture. And who knows, my man William is probably going to give me some more points this week. So I'm going with a 3-2 win to Chelsea. William, obviously, man of the match um, in the last fixture. Um, I don't know if it was... The old neighbor. Um, definitely a player to, to watch out for, maybe if you have him in your fantasy league team. Another fixture that we should look at, David Silva obviously outperformed Newcastle, I would say. Do you see that in this case, Storm, or do you see Newcastle? You see Brighton actually coming um, away with a win here. Um, it doesn't seem like it. Um, Manchester City obviously going to be too strong for them on the day. Manchester City 3-0, Gabriel Jesus, hat-trick. Wow. Very direct. Very, 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 very simple. It seems like it was a statement from Storm. Nadia, <laughs> are you going with Storm here? 3-0 for Manchester City. I'm actually going with a 4-0, to be honest with you. So, I think De Bruyne is going to bring some points in for the FBL managers this week. I know a lot of people captained him against Newcastle, and he only came out with such a little points. So, I think De Bruyne is going to give some great but points I, this it week. It is one of them. <laughs> so, I'm going with a 4-0 win to City. Another Big win for City by a big margin. That is why um, Jesus is actually in my fantasy league team. I told you guys I done some um, chopping and changing last night. 12th of July, Sunday, <laughs> Storm, Wolves, Everton. Yep. Wolves need a result in this game. There's no question about it. They need a result. How do you see this one going? Or does Richarlison get on the score sheet again for you? Wolves, I've found, since Project Restart, they haven't found a way to attack, really. Because if you look at it, we have three forwards, okay, recently, two forwards, three, five, two. So, in the midfield, they're five, without any really, without any number 10. So, basically, just... Jao Matinho and in the center circle. And I know some people will now be saying, well, just watch the game. You'll see Jao Matinho at the edge of the area. Not like that. Yeah, I don't think they create enough to score. Although, considering I have a double Wolves defense... I'm going for a clean sheet for Wolves and two goals scored. Hopefully, Raul Jimenez is one of them. 
Nadia, 2-0 from Storm. How do you see this one going? Um, it seems like Jimenez hasn't really been on the score sheet um, that much of of late and the results obviously not going the way um, that Wolves really wants it to. Um, do you see them coming out with a win in this game? So after their loss to Sheffield United, I definitely think Wolves are going to hit back. They need to try and keep hold of sixth place as greatly as they can. I do think they're going to let a goal in. Richarlison, he is on a really great goal run and he seems very hungry for it. I know people were talking about Calvert-Lewin and how unselfish he is as a forward and how he will assist and he will push forward. He will provide balls for for Richarlison. So I think it's going to be a 2-1 win to Wolves. I think Jimenez is going to make a lot of FPL managers happy. And I really hope Adama Traore doesn't assist any of the goals because he's no longer in my team. (laughs) Hopefully the the result doesn't go the way that Storm wants it to because I took out Jimenez and replaced him with um, Gabriel Jesus. Next game, a team, a team's definitely looking for four with this in in this you, picture. You're just <laughs> not happy with that hat trick. I gave you a hat trick, and you don't want me to give the Raul in his goal. What's happening here? And, uh, well, unfortunately, we are in a league where I need to beat the, the player above me. So I mean, you are above me. So um, it is what it is. <laughs> Next picture. Um, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, teams both looking for form. Um, it seems like these are teams, um, well, Aston Villa, it seems like players are looking for a transfer window um, by maybe next, um, for next season. Um, I I heard that um, Grealish's performance wasn't really up to standard of what United needs. Um, so his um, audition last night wasn't that, wasn't, wasn't that great, but he has games to show off for. Storm, is that one of those games? Um, and how do you see this result going? Uh, I see Aston Villa winning this one. Uh, let's go with 1-0. Yeah. Aston Villa 1-0. Jack Grealish scoring for the first time in forever. Which is January 2020. 1 0 to Aston Villa. Not a result that we are unlikely to see, Nadia. Are you going with an Aston Villa win? Um, as much as I'd love Aston Villa to win, um, they are on 27 points, Bournemouth above them on 28. I don't see them winning this game. Crystal Palace managed to get two past Chelsea, so I'm going with a 2-0 win to Crystal Palace. Definitely interesting there. Um, very, very interesting. If you have those players in your fantasy league team, um, not quite sure uh, if the guys have any of those um, players from those teams in there. Um, but the next game, it is a derby. Spurs versus Arsenal. Storm. I know you would love to touch on this fixture. So please give me your, your prediction for the Spurs and Arsenal game. Spurs to Arsenal 0. Harry Kane picking up his annual goal against Arsenal. Wow. 
definitely a statement um, for Storm. Storm, obviously a big favorite with the, with the Arsenal fans, um, as usual. Nadia, how do you see this one going? Harry Kane loves this fixture. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the reverse fixture and Harry Kane scored a penalty in the reverse fixture. I don't see Spurs scoring in this game, to be honest with you. I think Aubameyang is going to keep pushing for that golden boot. I think it's just going to be a 1-0 win. It's not going to be a classic derby, a classic London derby. It's all exciting. It's going to be a goal from Aubameyang and that's just how they're going to call it today. Yeah, to be fair to Nadia, I forgot that the greatest defender in the world is at Arsenal, David Luiz. So, yeah. I'm worried about my prediction now. I'm not going to change it, though. Storm obviously keeping up his great relationship with the Arsenal. Um, faithful. But staying with you, Storm. Bournemouth, Leicester. Leicester need a result here. Obviously being fourth um, in the on the table. I'm chasing your team, Chelsea, but desperately needing that that, that three points. Um, Brendan Rodgers needs to be in a Champions League position and, 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 and what a position it would be come the end of the season. Oh, Leicester spank Bournemouth. 3-1. Jamie Vardy with a brace. Wow. I am so worried about um, Storm's predictions. It seems like we know who he, who's in his um, fantasy team and who's not. Nadia, are you going with Leicester City here with this one? Um, obviously, Bournemouth coming off the thrashing from um, Manchester United. Yeah, so I was looking at the game between Bournemouth and Spurs. And Bournemouth, they had a lot of opportunities to win that game. I mean, they had goals disallowed. So I'm actually going with Bournemouth 1, Leicester 2. I think Vardy's going to come with a late winner. But Bournemouth are going to hang on as long as they can. But unfortunately, Eddie Howe and his men are going to drop some more points. Doesn't seem like it's going to be your day, um... On Sunday, Bournemouth, uh, we do apologize for that, but we just are, we are just being honest. Monday, the 13th of July, Storm, we look at another game, a team definitely in form, but a team that you are watching closely because of your main man. How do you see this one going? Manchester United versus Southampton. Do you see Manchester United having too much firepower for Southampton in this game? My captain, Bruno Fernandes, go and assist 2-0 to Manchester United. Wow. wow. I'm shocked because he just, he just told Danny Ings like it was, I don't know, you know. My word. Nadia, are you going with Danny Ings or are you going with Bruno Fernandes? I don't think I'm going to captain either to be honest with you. Um, I was a bit weary when Ole took Fernandez off. I thought Fernandez could score one more goal. Then I would have been so happy with my fantasy league. So I think Ole, he's playing with rotation a bit in terms of resting his players here and there. I do think United are going to win. They're going to pull another big win out of the bag. But Danny Ings is going to be on the score sheet. You know Harry Maguire and his defensive woes. So I'm going with a 4-1 win to Man United. Wow. Everybody rooting for Manchester United um, in this fixture. Um, before we do close the show, um, I love this segment. I Well, I, it's a love-hate relationship with this segment of the show. 
tips, fantasy league tips from the guys, obviously, um, you know, they are experienced players, um, but they are in my um, fantasy league that we that we have going, and I am laying third at the moment, so I need to be watching out for these guys. Nadia Storm, your tips for the fantasy league managers out there. What what should they look out for? What fixture should they um, emphasize on and basically capitalize on? So, as I said earlier on, I brought in Mikel Antonio. He's playing for West Ham. I'm hoping he's going to pull out some points, but I've gone and captained Mason Greenwood this week. Greenwood looks hungry for goals. He looks like he just wants to score whenever he can. So, hopefully, I'm going to get some really great points from him. My problem is my defenders. I seem to have a lot of defenders who just concede goals. So, I've just got twos all along in my back line. Um, in terms of tips, in terms of tips, I think William is a good prospect to keep in your team. William seems to be assisting, he seems to be scoring, and he just he's a player who is worth having in your team. And also he's a differential, because I know a lot of people has Pulisic. So if you're looking for a differential, get William. Storm. Your final thoughts, your closing thoughts, especially for the fantasy league managers there. Um, players like me, obviously, looking to capitalize on this game week. Where can I get that points and who should I be captaining? First of all, credit to Nadia. She smashed it at the football stadium this week. Last week, I scored 80. This week, she scored 93. Next week, who knows? Zaid could score... 126. Tune in next time to find out. So Nadia is now number one on our log. I went down to second. And Zaid is not that far behind me. So considering the circumstance, I'm using bench boost this week. And Captain Bruno Fernandez, because it's likely I'm going to move him on for it. So the fantasy tip for this weekend will be Captain Jamie Vardy against Bournemouth. Wow. Very, very, very interesting tips, guys. Um, I don't know if you're going to take some on. If you do agree, if you want to share some of your some of your tips, please drop it in the comments. Um, if you do agree with Nadia and Storm with the captaincies and also with the game week fixtures um, that we should be focusing, drop a comment, drop a like, um, drop a share. I'm pretty sure that all the fantasy league managers out there would have. Um, something to say. I'm definitely not going to take any of their advice. I'm definitely going to be rooting for Southampton this week. Um, Danny, let's get in there with a 2-1 win. Um, Mason Greenwood, obviously in my team, I'm going to keep him um, in there um, with the goal pitching up for Southampton. But Danny Ings, you're the main man. You're running for the Golden Boot Award. Finish these guys off so that my captain, Gabriel Jesus, does the duty and I could score the hundred and odd points that I need to be um, where I should, where I do, where I belong at the end of the day is on top. Guys, that's all from me. Zaid Hector with the Just Kicking It team. Drop a like, please share and subscribe. And don't forget, 
tuning next time. Peace.